BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast powered by Jiffy Lube. He's Justin Duncan. I'm John Hodge. And thanks for joining us at our new time at noon Eastern on Wednesdays. Today, we're discussing Craig Dickinson delivering a blunt message to his team after the green and white scrimmage. Canadian quarterback. That's right. Nathan Rourke officially being named the number two QB in B.C. Jamie Elizondo making some strong comments about two CFL veterans. Injuries to superstars Bo Levi Mitchell and Andrew Harris. And Tom Brady calling Doug Flutie one of the best to ever play the game. But first. Hodge, you broke the story this week that TSN is making some changes to its lineup for the CFL on TSN following the departure of Chris Cuthbert to the other network, Sportsnet in Canada. Rod Smith will move from the panel to a full-time play-by-play role with Kate Beerness taking over the panel full-time. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think it's a good move, honestly. I mean, no one compares to Chris Cuthbert. Chris Cuthbert is... Uh, In my estimation, not only the best play-by-play voice in Canada, but maybe arguably one of the best, if not the best in the world. I hope I'm not overstating that, but that's how highly I think of Chris Cuthbert. Um, Watching him call hockey games made my heart hurt this winter, thinking about the 2019 Great Cup and all the years ahead of that um, and the amazing work that he did covering our game and our league. Uh, But that said, I mean, Rod Smith is fantastic. He was great hosting the panel, which he did for uh, about the last five years since the departure of of Dave Randorf. So I think he's going to be great in that role. Uh, We're also going to see a lot of Dustin Nielsen in the booth, particularly with Rod Black covering the women's worlds uh, for the month of August. Uh, But I think Kate is going to do a fantastic job on the panel. I really liked her on the Thursday night panel that they did in 2019. And I think there's there's certainly something to be said about having a fresh voice and a fresh look on the panel uh, that that comes with her presence there. 
And the female perspective as well. Kate provides a lot of energy and a younger feel to that panel. And as for Rod Smith being a play-by-play man, some people that might not be familiar with his career will say, well, he's normally just been a studio guy or hosted SportsCenter for all those years with that great voice that he has. But actually, in the late 1990s, he called CFL games. Like He has experience with this, and the game of football is near and dear to his heart. He was an offensive lineman at Queens University in the late 70s, early 80s. So Smith loves the game, and I believe that's really going to come out when he gets the mic full-time as a play-by-play guy for TSN. Yeah, Smith has one of the best voices in sports. Um, if I had that voice of his, uh, I, I, I would never stop talking, to be quite honest. Uh, I wish I did. Um, and I did see some pushback, not a lot, but some pushback to my report on social media from people complaining that there's a woman on the panel or saying, well, what does Kate know about football? Well, I want to say it right here for everybody in the back. She knows more than you. Please don't, don't sit there and say, oh, what does she know? She's a woman. That's irrelevant. This is 2021. We've got women coaching in youth sports. We're going to have women coaching in the CFL soon. Uh, The fact that somebody is male or female has absolutely no impact on their ability to assess sports. Um, And at the end of the day, when you're hosting a panel, primarily your job is to ask good questions, to be lighthearted, to be quippy, to be funny, to be entertaining. And Kate is sensational at all those things. So I think between between Rod taking on his new role, Kate taking on her new role, I think it's going to be a really good match for TSN. There's a lot of people out there, and you alluded to this earlier, Hodge, that said, well, there's no true number one play-by-play person with Cuthbert going to Sportsnet. But Cuthbert grew into that role himself, right? He developed it. So you have to give people an opportunity, be it Rod Smith or Dustin Nielsen or anyone else, to grow into that role. You don't just show up and be that type of guy or girl or female, let's say, in that role instantly. Chris Cuthbert is the gold standard for live event broadcasting in the country when it comes to play-by-play. But he's earned that reputation through his work over years and years and years. So it takes time to build up to it. And clearly TSN sees the talent that they have in-house and are giving them the opportunity to take that number one spot. Here we go, folks. We're talking to Justin Dunk about Canadian quarterbacks now. Nathan Rourke was officially made the number two QB of the BC Lions this past week, while Michael O'Connor continues to push for the same role with the Calgary Stampeders. Dunkster, are we entering the golden age of the Canadian quarterback? It's certainly possible, and Rourke set the goal, Hodge, to start a game in 2021. Now, if you're Michael Riley, hopefully that doesn't happen because it likely means you're out injured. But the fact that Rourke is adjusting his goals on the fly shows you that he's smart and intelligent, and he's always working to get to that next step or that next level. Very prolific at Ohio University for the CFL fans who are uninitiated in terms of Rourke. We've talked about him and covered his career, literally going all the way back from when he moved from Oakville 
to go to Alabama and play at an elite high school program there. He actually ended up having to go to junior college because he didn't get the NCAA offer he wanted coming out of high school in Alabama and ends up going to Ohio University and has a stellar career there. The Bobcats love him in Athens, Ohio. All the people there do as well. So the fact that I think the Lions are looking at him outside of his passport and not just being a Canadian, but being the best number two quarterback they could have speaks volumes. But also the fact that he is Canadian does mean something. And you mentioned Michael O'Connor as well. I do think as we go along here and we're seeing it in the NCAA, in the NFL, and even the CFL, that skill position players, I know you hate the term, Hodge, but skill position players, and especially the quarterbacks, are becoming more prevalent, whether it's at the U sports level, NCAA, and then hopefully that translates for quarterbacks at the CFL and NFL levels very soon. Yeah, I was in on media availabilities with both of these guys this past week and both played down the Canadian quarterback angle. Uh, both made it clear they're proud to be Canadian. They're not ashamed to be Canadian. Um, I don't know anybody who is, to be quite honest. But I still think that you know the fact that they are Canadian is relevant. The fact that they are Canadian does make a difference to young kids sitting at home wondering, hey, can I play in the CFL? Oh, I guess I can't because I'm not going to be 6'5 and 300 pounds and playing along the offensive line, right? No, you can play in the CFL at any position. You can go out there and be a quarterback. You could be a star receiver. You could rush the passer. And in Edmonton, they're, they're probably going to start two Canadian defensive ends this year, which I don't think any CFL team has done in the last decade. So, you know, the, I, I think it's wonderful that we're seeing this change come about. We're also having this conversation on Russ Jackson's birthday the GOAT of Canadian quarterbacks um, and arguably, you know, players ever in the CFL, um, which is remarkable. But I, I'm very excited to see what the, these two guys do. They are both 100% legitimate prospects. They're not in camp because they're Canadian. They're there because they're great quarterbacks. Uh, Nathan Rourke, a little undersized. I know the NFL is probably more accepting of smaller quarterbacks than they've ever been before, but he's still about 6'1", a little over 200 pounds, um, you know, mo almost more of a, of a, you know, receiver DB type type body than necessarily a quarterback type body. So I think that's one of the reasons why he's in the CFL and man, I hope, and, and obviously not hoping that Michael Riley, as you mentioned, gets hurt. I'm hoping Michael Riley stays healthy, but man, it would be great to see work even just in short yardage or, or a package specifically designed for him. I think that would be sensational. I would imagine the Lions are going to want to limit the hits on Riley overall. That was a big issue in 2019, obviously. But that's probably why Rourke is going to see that short yardage package really become his. And there are not too many better quarterbacks currently to learn from than a guy like Michael Riley. You know, Bo Levi Mitchell might be another one. But really, other than that in the league... Those are guys that are multiple MOP winners, have won multiple great cups. I'm talking about combined together. So the fact that Rourke gets to learn from Riley and O'Connor gets to learn from Bolivar Mitchell could really help them in the future. As you said, we don't want to see Rourke start because Riley gets injured. But in a year or two from now, we want to see Rourke and O'Connor be at the point where they're being viewed by other franchises as legitimate starters and being signed, and maybe there's the quarterback carousel that happens to the quarterback needy teams, and that's where they get the opportunity, not because of injury. Well said, Dunkster. On that note, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Alright, summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach bod you've been working so hard to show off? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop down your worst weeds up top. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor powered by 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes ouch get 20 percent off for free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer with manscaped Montreal Alouettes released two-time 1,000-yard receiver Naaman Roosevelt on Monday which drew a strong reaction across the country why was he released and where do you see him ending up in the CFL? To be honest, it seems like age, at least in the Al's mind, played a factor. But for me to have a veteran presence who the last time he played Canadian football nearly had a thousand yards could be really valuable to that team. And especially Vernon Adams Jr. Because Naven Roosevelt is a chains moving machine, especially on those critical second and long situations, Hodge, that we so often see in our great CFL game. So to me, it was surprising. They had released former NFL receiver Eli Rogers a little earlier in training camp. And there are some people that will tell you across the league that the Alouettes at least feel like they have a stacked receiving core. And there are some good receivers there including Gino Lewis and Quan Bray, who got back over the border, and Jake Wieneke, who had a stellar rookie season. But I find it hard to believe that they couldn't find a way to understand that Roosevelt would make their team better. And I would imagine that once cuts happen, and maybe even a little further down the road if there's some injuries, that a team this year is going to want to bring in Roosevelt because of his veteran experience and his hands. He had, in 2019, the best catch rate out of any receiver in the league. Yeah, I, I, and one of the things that crossed my mind was, well, maybe, you know, they, they've got Jake Weineke there as, you know, reigning East Division most outstanding rookie, kind of as the possession guy. Maybe you don't want two possession guys like that. But at the same time, they signed Roosevelt after Quan Bray got into legal trouble down in the States. And I assumed, okay, so this is the replacement for Quan Bray. You've got Naaman Roosevelt. Bit of a different style receiver. Quan Bray is a little bit more flashy, a little more explosive, can stretch the defense a little better. Whereas Naaman Roosevelt is more likely at this point of his career, he's 33, to kind of, you know, find the hole in the zone, sit down, make the catch, move the chains, as you said. Um, now, obviously, Bray is back. Uh, he's making a little less money than Roosevelt was supposed to. He's also signed for 2022, which not many players are in the CFL. Most CFL players are up after this year. So may maybe those are factors. But, Dunkster, I certainly believe he's going to be back in the CFL. I think that team is going to be Ottawa. I don't think the Red Blacks are rushing to make that signing because you never know which, which, which receivers are going to come available. But I certainly think he'll be back. Which team, if you had to pick right now, 
Where do you think Damon Roosevelt's playing in 2021? The obvious choice has got to be the Red Blacks, right? I mean, the Red Blacks. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. I might get a little fortunate here if, you know, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders can't keep their six talented Canadian receivers. And depending on how they've scouted some of the other teams, get a playmaker or two there for essentially nothing, right? Pick them up off the street, which Roosevelt is currently right. on right now. But Overall, to me, that just makes a ton of sense. Although there are a lot of moves that the Red Blacks have not made that a lot of people think that they should have made. So maybe we don't really know anything. Moving on here, Edmonton Elks head coach Jamie Elizondo made headlines not once, but twice last week when he first said that Kenny Stafford, who was released the day prior, was not, quote, a cultural fit. Then again, when he said veteran pass rusher Sean Lemon wasn't showing the same intensity as Canadian defensive end Matthew Betts. Your thoughts, Mr. Hodge? Well, I love this. Uh, I love this very much. I think it's sensational. Um, Anytime a head coach says something that is interesting or something uh, that they want the media to run with, um, is, is a good day for, for, for the media. Um, that being said, um, being a first time head coach, right. And someone who hasn't really been in that organization for a whole heck of a long time. Let's remember Scott Milanovic would have been the head coach of the Edmonton Elks in 2020. He left to take a job in the NFL and Elizondo was hired kind of late in the game. I love that Elizondo is a straight shooter. I I've watched or, or sat in on a bunch of his availabilities so far in camp, uh, I appreciate his honesty, but I got to admit, I found it a little bit surprising uh, this early in camp that he's saying things like this about proven veteran CFL players. He's setting the standard, though, really, overall. He's saying, that, hey, nobody is above the team and everybody here is open to constructive criticism and improving day by day. It sounds like a cliche, but to me, that's really what it does is sets the standard. And on the flip side, he was very complimentary of running back James Wilder Jr. saying just that, that Wilder Jr. has been setting the standard with his intensity, the way that he's attacking training camp. So it shows that be it Trevor Harris, Darrell Walker, Greg Ellingson, or anybody else, that he's holding everybody to the same level in Edmonton, which doesn't leave players wondering, well, is this guy getting preferential treatment because he's getting paid more or anything like that? It makes it one easy to understand level for everybody inside the building. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about him calling Kenny Stafford not a cultural fit, but then not providing any kind of examples or explanation as to what that was, because that kind of leaves a stink on him for other teams wondering maybe what's going on. But with Sean Lemon, let's be honest, he's a fabulous player, right? Of, of the active players in the CFL has more sacks than almost anybody, but there's also a reason he's bounced to, I believe it's 10 different stints with different teams across the CFL in nine years. And yeah, effort has been one of those things. Um, so if, if this is what Jamie Elizondo is trying to do to get the very most out of Sean Lemon, who, when he's at his best is one of the best, I don't blame him. Moving on. Dunkster. Bolivai Mitchell is dealing with groin soreness in Calgary. Matt Nichols is limited in Ottawa due to a shoulder. Nick Arbuckle has a hamstring issue in Toronto and Andrew Harris is dealing with an appointment. Something in Winnipeg. 
Are you concerned that we're not going to have a bunch of healthy stars for week one of the CFL season? I don't know about a bunch, but, you know, a couple could be missing. I really get the sense that Bo Levi Mitchell's going to play. He's had such a long layoff. He's been chomping at the bit. He's lean and mean. Bo Levi Mitchell now, after the pandemic, he really got after it. looks totally different. So I'd imagine we're going to see Bo Levi Mitchell on the field. Matt Nichols' shoulder sounds a little concerning. There are actually people within that organization that are worried about Nichols, and I know he's not. And I'm not saying this as a slight at all, but people that have watched every single day live and then gone back and reviewed the tape there are not so sure how that's going to play out with the shoulder. Nick Arbuckle would be one that's concerning as well, right? You come off this layoff and then you have to deal with something that's keeping you out of training camp when you're trying to learn the playbook that you do know fairly well if you're Arbuckle, but develop that timing with the new receivers. Because from what I've heard, McLeod Bethel-Thompson has been looking like a leading quarterback, a number one quarterback since day one from when Argos camp started. And he's always been underrated. The most concerning one has to be Andrew Harris. And we're not going to get a specific update from head coach Mike O'Shea until he's compelled to by what we hope are enforced new CFL injury designations. But Harris certainly has to be the one that leaves people wondering, will he be on the field when the banner is dropped at IG field in week one, Hodge, and you're in the building? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually push back on that a little bit. I'm not that concerned about Andrew Harris in Winnipeg, to be quite honest. I obviously think Andrew Harris is a sensational player, but they've got three really good Canadian running backs in the building, two of whom I think have already done something to at least prove themselves on the pro level. You've got Johnny Augustine, who's kind of your one cut receiver out of the backfield. And then you've got Brady Oliveira, the Winnipeg uh, native who was drafted in the second round of 2019, who could, let's be honest, he just punches people in the mouth. Like if you put on his tape from North Dakota, it's amazing what he's able to do to move the pile. He's just a bulldog. So I, I think, yeah, optimally you'd love to have Andrew Harris. Yeah. But is the drop-off with that offensive line and that scheme huge to the next two guys? I don't think it is. The Bombers, let's be honest, they didn't miss him when Andrew Harris was out due to the suspension of 2019. To me, the really concerning one is Matt Nichols in Ottawa because, let's be real, if he's out, they don't have a McLeod Bethel-Thompson on the bench. They have Dom Davis on the bench. And we all saw what happened in 2019 when the Red Blacks trotted out arguably the worst offense the modern CFL has ever seen was not pretty. part of that was the coordinator though right offense by committee did yes. not help him and that's part of the reason why Jonathan Jennings remains a free agent as well yes 100% not trying to put it all on Davis all I'm saying is if I'm a Red Blacks fan and I see what happened in 2019 and it's like all right y'all you got two years to fix this and then you tried out Dom Davis week one I'm not a happy camper well, the injury of the year, Hodge, has struck again. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders suffered another torn Achilles tendon. This time, defensive end Tim Williams went down on Friday, the day before the green and white scrimmage. Nine players officially across the league have suffered the same injury, which Dave Dickinson has dubbed now, and it might become famous or infamous, the injury of the year. Do you see any reason why all of these Achilles tears are happening? I don't know. Uh, I know that Craig Dickinson called the year off the X factor 
um, saying that he just he just thinks it's time away. He said he's going to spend time this offseason with the experts, with the trainers, trying to get to the bottom of this because obviously teams don't want to want to see a rash of these again. But I, I I had people reaching out to me when the Riders initially suffered four, saying I've never seen four on the same team in the same year, much less the same day, and uh, they now have five. And Tim Williams, awful. I mean, he spoke to the media a couple of days earlier, talked about getting his life back on track. He had a firearms charge dating back to his days at Alabama. Uh, he explained why that happened, how it happened, and how it hurt him in the NFL draft, cost him millions of dollars. And I think he was really primed to make that team. Saskatchewan needs a bookend with Freddie Bishop out due to a torn Achilles. Well, now they lose his potential replacement to an Achilles. It's horrible. So do I know why it's happening? No. All I know is that the CFL needs to get something together and find a way to stop this rash of injuries before it completely takes over the return of the league. Hopefully the Achilles tears are stopped, Hodge. And I really don't think you can just put it on one certain thing. There are people in Saskatchewan that are saying, well, it happened in this one drill. And if they weren't doing the drill, maybe they wouldn't have happened. But like I've had buddies that I've played football with and seen a couple Achilles tears. And actually one of my really good friends that I was teammates with at the University of Guelph towards Achilles after he was done playing tackle football, playing touch football. He was a defensive end in tackle football and playing touch football. He went to go off the line as a receiver and just hit the deck and tore his Achilles. So there's no rhyme or reason sometimes why the Achilles snap, unless you look into the complete body structure. And I'm not an expert in that area, so I'm not going to go into it because I haven't had an up-close look at all at any of the bodies or what exactly they were doing in this area. But hopefully it's done with because this is way too many guys and talented players to be down. And as you mentioned with Tim Williams, it really seemed like he was going to make that team and have an impact. He was a little late to camp, did his quarantine, and was already really climbing the depth chart there. But for him to be out and have to come back from an Achilles, another big hurdle that he's going to have to clear in his career, I wouldn't put it past him, just like all the other guys I think could get back on the field as well. But it just sucks, man. Like, it's not fun talking about it. Really isn't. And on that note, we'll take a break. When we come back, it'll be time for Hodges Heritage Moment. Welcome back. It's time for Hodges Heritage Moment. On this day in 1984, Arnie Weinmeister was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The native of Ryan, Saskatchewan, which at the time of his birth, had a population of around 250 people. Currently, it has about 150 people. Uh, played six seasons in the NFL from 1948 to 1953 before finishing his career with the BC Lions. The six foot four, 235-pound defensive tackle made four consecutive Pro Bowls and is one of the two Canadian members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame alongside legendary Chicago Bears fullback Bronco Nagurski. Weinmeister passed away in 2000 due to congestive heart failure at the age of 77. Dunkster, have you ever been to Ryan, Saskatchewan? No, can't say I have, man. You? No, but if I were to make the trip, you know where I would take my car first? I would be taking it to Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube, they've got all the services you need to make sure your car is running flawlessly. I know that if I'm taking a long car trip, I'm definitely taking taking my ride to Jiffy Lube first just to make sure everything is set 
and ready to roll. Dude, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm actually headed into Jiffy Lube this week to get the works package full flush on all the fluids, filter change, get that oil, of course, nice and fresh. So the car is keeping on smooth running for the road trips in the summer. Love it. On that note, we're going to the three-minute drill powered by Jiffy Lube. The Edmonton Elks unveiled their new jerseys this past week, drawing some criticism that they are too strongly close to the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts? What's wrong with that, man? A lot of times we talk about copycat leagues and schemes and stuff. The Packers' unis are on point, so I have no issue if the Elks want to try to emulate the Packers. Darvin Adams and Andrew Harris might not be healthy enough to play in week one against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Are you worried, Hunt? Well, we've already talked about the running back situation. The Bombers, I think, are a lot thinner at the receiver position. Ardarius Stewart, former third-round NFL draft pick, is supposed to be the guy. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. Tom Brady called CFL legend Doug Flutie one of the greatest to ever play the game. Is he right about that? You know that 100 emoji that's underlined? Yes, he is. (laughs) An anti-vaccine protester was arrested in Winnipeg for allegedly planning to form a blockade around IG Field for the Bombers' home opener. Can you believe it, Hodge? Uh, Sadly, I can believe it, but I want to take a moment and credit those who got rid of this alleged blockader uh, nothing is stopping me from getting that game. If I got to run through a blockade like Andrew Harris running through the pile, I'll do it. I will. Three Down Nation contributor JC Abbott created a hypothetical roster for Team Canada. If football was part of the Olympic Games, you should check it out on the site. Will we see gridiron football in the Olympics in our lifetime? I'm not so sure about gridiron football because there's so much talk about the issue with concussions around it. I don't know if the IOC wants to get into that, but flag football is something that seems to be primed for the games when they're in L.A. Edmonton Edmonton extended the contract of defensive coordinator Noel Thorpe to 2022. Does that move make sense? Yeah, I think Thorpe is really solid. I, I think it's a little strange to do it right now, but I mean, hey, if you've got a good guy in house, you may as well reward him. The Montreal Alouettes have received approval to have up to 15,000 fans at Percival Molson Stadium for their home opener on August 27th. Is that a good number? It's solid to start, man. Hopefully more as the season goes along. The BC Lions cut up and coming defensive end Chris Casher. Was that a surprise? Absolutely. I th- you know, they, they don't have a lot of names on that D-line. They went on sign Micah Johnson in 2020. They went on sign Ryan Brown. Those guys are gone. Chris Casher, one of the only kind of names they have. I'm excited to see who they think they have in camp, who, who's better. Last one, former BC Lions special teams coordinator Chuck McMahon passed away this past week at the age of 70. We extend our deepest condolences to his family and his friends at this difficult time. On that note, we thank you as always for listening to the Three Down Nation podcast. Don't forget to join us next Wednesday when we're going to be talking about actual games. That's right, Dugster. Actual games. Can you believe it? It's about time, my man. It's about time. It's about a damn time indeed. We'll see you next time, folks. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.